Many years ago I was sitting in my room uh, here at Padmaloka on retreat and a young man came to see me, a young man training for ordination and I think it was one of our first meetings, if not our first ever meeting. He's a very, very uh, bright man, uh, a musician, uh, very, very intelligent, uh, very imaginative, uh, very, very fine mind and uh, very fine imagination. And uh, he liked to ask quite sort of provocative uh, questions. And right out of the blue, he asked me the question, what do you long for, Padmavadra? What do you long for, Padmavadra? And I thought about it for a bit and I said, I long to long. What I long for is to be in a state of longing. I love to be in a state of longing. I love to be in that state of loving longing. I love to be in that state where I know I have a vision far away of the Guru, of Guru Padmasambhava, uh, of my teacher. I feel that they are distant in the sense that I'm very far from being any way like them. But I feel their presence, even though they're far, they are near and they are near because I'm feeling both their absence and I'm feeling a profound and deep longing for them. That longing fuels my Dharma practice. That longing is the expression of love. That yearning is the expression of love. There is a genre in Tibetan Buddhism called the cry of longing to the guru from afar. You often get songs by great masters, by great teachers, describing their yearning faith from their teacher. The mood of these songs, and they are always songs, the mood of these songs is sorrow, profound melancholy, the profound melancholy of realising how useless sangsara is, how hopeless worldly hopes are. It's that feeling that you've really come to the end of all your strategies to make sangsara work. Sangsara really is a state of horrible suffering and so much disappointment. It's waking up to that sorrow, that melancholy, that dukkha, and really feeling it. And at the same time, developing a yearning, burning, longing to see your teacher. You feel that your teacher, you feel that the teacher, Guru Padmasambhava, is the only thing, the only being that can really give you any answers to this situation. And it fuels your practice. It fuels your meditation. It fuels your puja. It fuels your studies. This longing to be with your teacher, to be with your spiritual friend, to see the guru face to face. In this sense, we identify very strongly with the Dharkani, and in particular, the Dharkani Yeshe Tsogyal, the other of the great Dharkani disciples of Guru Padmasambhava. The last canto of the life and liberation of Padmasambhava, Canto 108, is really a description of the transformation of all worldly craving and all worldly longing 
into the longing for he who embodies the real. Uh, he who embodies all love, all compassion, all knowing, all mastery, all liberation, all magic, all meaning, all bliss, all beauty. Yeshed Sogil expresses in this canto her incredible longing for the Guru who has left Tibet. Padmasambhava has gone away into space. He's flying on a blue steed, an azure steed, into the heavens, surrounded by goddesses. Padmasambhava doesn't die. He just goes on, goes on, apparently, to the southwest, to the land of the ogres, which some people identify with the modern world, with the west. We are in the land of the ogres. The land of the ogres is everywhere. The modern world is the land of the flesh-eating ogres. This is where Padmasambhava is. But he leaves Yashet Sogyal behind. He leaves all the disciples behind. And she is just feeling utterly bereft, utterly empty. So she sings. She sings a cry of longing to the Guru from afar. She calls out to him calling not just for herself, but for all of the people of Tibet. Not just for all of the people of Tibet, for all beings. In this cry of longing is all dharma, if we really went into it. All dharma practice is in this dharma. So listen, listen to some of Yeshe Tsogyal's words and try to feel, try to understand this as the transformation of all desire and craving. This is our Dharma life. Kema, the precious one of Urgen, the luminous circle of the sun which gave us light has gone. The crystal moon which relieved our suffering has disappeared. The stem of the plant containing the cure for our poisons has gone dry. The father has withdrawn his impartial mercy the friend who saved us from the ocean of samsara has taken leave. The flame of the torch which dispelled the night of ignorance is extinguished. The support to which all prayers were directed is no more. Broken is the calyx of power of the one who ripened those ready to become pure vessels. Departed is Padma, the adept of all methods. The guru who revealed the innermost essence of the Dharmakaya has gone. The guru adorned with the three vows has departed. O guru, remembering your deeds, our tears flow without restraint. Our breath has no room in our mouths. It fills our hearts. Our feet no longer cling to the soil. We roll about on the ground. The queen of the sea, Yeshitsogyal, can no longer steady her thoughts. Kema, in whom may we now have hope? The time has come when Padma of Urgyen is no longer here. The kingdom is filled with fatherless orphans who call Padma night and day in a plaintive voice. On the mountain pass of Guntang, all have fallen backward like dead men and women. They pour out tears of blood. 
Wherever their steps take them, they stumble without cause. When they stop, they are not steady. When they walk, they have no goal. When they dream, they remember the master. When they go to bed, sleep escapes them. Whatever they aspire to, aspire to without Padma, they can no longer achieve. Kema, the precious guru of Urgyen, is he not the master of the heart of that poor creature, the queen of the sea, Yeshet Sogyal? Oh, azure steed, who appeared among the clouds, you lead my guru into skies full of goddesses and red and white gods. Padma is going away through the abyss of the heavens. In spite of the lamentations poured out to the ten directions, the sorrow of Yeshet Sogyal is not calmed. And since the Master will come back no more, not even for an instant upon this earth, in this human dwelling, who more than I has lost courage? And she goes on and on, singing her lamentations. Happy at the present time to practice the Dharma, I will accept without regret the coming of old age and even death, since the virtues of the Guru are ineffable, May future human beings have reverence for Padma's image. As minor mountains are before Meru, may those in the six realms be reborn due to their merit at the feet of Padma of Urgen. May they reborn richly accomplish the good of others. May they, may they by your benediction, O Guru Padmasambhava, who takes away birth and death, attain what I have prayed for them. So this is Yeshe Tsogyal's cry of longing. One writer on Tibetan Buddhism, Janet Gyatso, describes Tibetan Buddhist culture as a culture of longing. There is this deep longing among Tibetans for Padmasambhava to come. In longing is presence. In our longing, the Guru will come. This is what we need to do in our practice every day when we turn towards Padmasambhava, when we say his mantra, when we say his seven-line invocation, when we bring him to mind, when we, bring him to our, when we bring him to our hearts. We must chant and meditate with deep longing. Then, perhaps, maybe, he will come. Maybe then, perhaps, we will receive his blessing. Maybe then, perhaps, some of his qualities will be transmitted. Then, perhaps, as we go about in our life and practice throughout our day, he will be with us. His qualities will perfume us. So always have that longing for the deep pink, the incredibly beautiful, the incredibly handsome, Guru Padmasambhava, the embodiment of emptiness and great compassion. Om Vajra Guru
So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you.